Good morning, Multiverse. Hey there, friends and foes. This is Back to the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth while surviving adulthood today. I am your host, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, we are taking a deep, deep doctoral dissertation dive into Tom and Jerry as part of Saturday Morning 101. And to help us do that, we've got a very special guest all the way from the Across the Pond Sports Network, our Super Serial Box super fan, James Scott. You do not want to miss the show, and we're going to get to it right after this from the Murdering Crows. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Elvis Presley, yeah, he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable, can't be that original. Right. Of course, that theme song is brought to you by our good friends, The Murdering Crows. You can get their album, Four Bad Crows, available from Amazon, iTunes, or Google, anywhere you buy music. And we want to thank our super friends right off the top of the bat, Eli Cash, Cindy Kep, Sharice Collins, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Greg and Crystal Jones, and you too can have your name in lights at buymeacoffee.com slash Cereal Box Pod. We are also brought to you by my book series, Tales of the Decoverse, available Barnes and Noble, Amazon, local bookstores anywhere across the country, including alongside Every Beaten Path by our co host, Sarah Jenkins. You can get that at Amazon or your local bookstore. Call them up, make sure they have it on the shelves, and uh, go in there and grab yourself a copy of Every Beaten Path. Well, guys and gals, I am going to do something very different this morning. We're going to mix it up because we have a very special guest this morning, and I'm going to introduce him first before our co-hosts because James Scott is with us all the way from Scotland. He is in the States covering the big sports ball convention that's happening this weekend. You know, they do the cosplay contest and all of that fun stuff, and James, I'm wearing the only uh, sports attire I have, my Griswold uh, Christmas vacation uh, hockey sweater and my uh, Cleveland Indians, I refuse to call them the Guardians, uh, baseball cap. But um, I wanted to bring you on first because I know that your boys are watching and dancing to the theme song that we just had, and I wanted them to see you first so that they knew what a big deal their dad was. Oh, man, thank you so much. And, yeah, the, the theme song, um, you, I heard this back when uh, Clubhouse days. Um, you, you used to sing it yourself. Yep, yep. And uh, I was like, that's such a cool theme song. And then I started watching your show, and I was like, I love that. It's like one of my favorite theme songs of all time. And Cooper, my youngest, he, he like, we used to have a TV in the kitchen, 
um, before the boys got a bit too big and a bit handy. And um, he, he used to like dance around the kitchen um, when that came on. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. I love that. And you were here in the States because you yes. are covering the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl for uh, the Across the Pond Sports Network. And you're up at six in the morning to be on this show um, where you're at. You're in Utah, right? Yeah, so I'm in Utah just now. So it just turned seven. So I've been up for about an hour, um, just getting kind of ready for, for game time here. And uh, yeah, and then right after this, I, I head down to, to Glendale, Arizona. Yeah, so you're going to be a busy, busy man the uh, next couple of days. And uh, I'm so glad that you were able to join us live and um, uh, a big shout out to your boys watching back home in Scotland. And, uh, you know, I can't say Scotland without saying Scotland. it the way you would say it, Scotland. <laughs> uh, so we need to welcome in the rest of our crew. Uh, my co-host of 11 years, she is an immensely talented actress, model, photographer, and she is a fan of all things Ghostbusters, Wizard of Oz, Friends, and um, I'm sure there's some other things that I'm forgetting. Jurassic Park. She loves dinosaurs, James Scott. She is the one, the only, the original geek girl, Miss D. Barty. Welcome, D. Hi. Good morning. Now, for those of you who are watching, we have a treat in a few minutes because we are going to do a live taste test of Sour Patch Kids Candy Pop. And D is so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Also joining us from her secret beach house, beach house bunker in a non-disclosed location in Middle Tennessee. She is the host of Coffee and Words, the author of Every Beaten Path, and a new book coming out that's she won't tell us anything about. Uh, but uh, she is... A, a fantastic actress cosplayer as well, Miss Sarah Jenkins. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Sarah meet James. James meet Sarah. Hi. Hey. And of course, our uh, rounding out our team. I I'm trying to use sports metaphors here for you, James. <laughs> rounding out our team at center is our emotional support Canadian. She is the Peppermint Princess, the social media socialite. She is a fan of comic books, X-Men in particular, all things superhero. It is Willow Skyler. Good morning, Willow. Good morning. Willow, you are coming from a uh, very cool looking location this morning. Where are you broadcasting from? Uh, fr from my lounge. <laughs> <laughs> well. Where's your cigar? Yeah, you need a cigar for that one. Right now, let's do it. I feel That's... like I need to be in a pinstripe suit and and a fedora. I can help you with that. John, what color you want? I got you. I've got a bunch of them. I've got a bunch of them. Well, for everybody in the audience, this is how the show works. Uh, you can comment uh, in the uh, comments in the chat. And uh, help us out because this is a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth while surviving adulthood today. 
And normally, James, Saturday mornings for me meant a big bowl of cereal, sitting down to watch cartoons, read comic books, watch kung fu movies or kaiju movies, you know, Godzilla. Um, and um, we didn't have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table. So we were reading the back of the cereal box in between cartoons, cartoons and cartoons, comic books, kaiju, kung fu movies. I got that all messed up this morning. I'm so excited to have you with me. I, I can't even get the intro right. But but um, we're called back of the cereal box because that was our world. That was our portal, right? And I was looking at a cereal box uh, just yesterday that had um, a comic strip printed on the back. And uh, I was like, oh, they're bringing it back. They're bringing it back. So that's that's what this show is about. And um, so we're going to be talking about that fun stuff. Now, normally, I would ask everybody what's in their bowl this morning, but we're, we're going to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to ask you, James, you're 10 <laughs> years old. You're sitting down in front of the TV with a big bowl of cereal. What's on the TV and what's in your bowl at 10 years old? Uh, so when I was 10, um, and you got to remember, we got everything back then, like a couple of years after it came out in the U.S. Um, so we had Captain Planet. And, uh -huh. um, that was usually on around half past eight in the morning on a Saturday and just sit down with a big bowl of sugar puffs um, and just gouge out on that. And they were really sugary. And, uh, so, you know, it makes you high as a kite for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Love that. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how Ritalin was born. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. And Willow, what do you got in your bowl this morning? Uh, I'm still trying to eat through the uh, cinnamon apple uh, Cheerios. Okay. Or apple cinnamon Cheerios. <laughs> now, now you say trying like it's it's a chore. Um, no, uh, between uh, between other cereals that I'm trying to finish through, and then the um, finishing off the um, uh, fruity pebbles <laughs> the other day. <laughs> so I, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I don't have to try to finish a cereal. It's not that I want to finish it. I have to. I have to try not to eat too much cereal because it's so good. Yeah. I'm yeah, a cereal I, for dinner person. Like if the other people in my house did not need like big meals cooked for them, I would just eat cereal every night for dinner. I, I would too. James, what are you munching on? I saw you pop I've something got, in there. Well, every time I come to the States, I always make sure my mom buys me Fruit Loops. So I am Fruit Looping. Oh, nice. I love that. I love that. Well, well, we don't get them in the UK because the, the sugar content would mean they can't sit in the cereal aisle. So, you know, sugar content and all that fun. Um, so they don't we don't get them in the in the UK. So whenever I come to the States, it's Fruit Loops and Root Beer. That's my diet. I love that. You, you know what? You need to try them together. Put some Root Beer <laughs> on the Fruit Loops. I can actually do that live because I didn't put milk in it. So let's do, do this. Oh my goodness. Willis. My, my A and W. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Is let's that see a will it cereal? Sort of? <laughs> will it float? No. <laughs> I, I want to know if it, I want to know how this combination works. 
Let, let's check this, this out. This, this could be fun. Um, so let me just get some. Everyone watching at home, just remember James is... that James is a trained professional. And my wife is going to probably send me a message in about two minutes saying, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so I usually get dry, so I don't actually have a spoon. So I'm going to dip some oh, as well. Oh, so we're going barbarian style. I love it. <laughs> you just you have to scoop it like this. You have to <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just pour actually, it. Actually, by, by the way, I'm, uh, this, this is new. This is ingenious. I should have thought of this years ago. <laughs> I'm killing two birds with one stone right now. I love that. That's is a genius good? move. Oh yeah. He's gonna be on a sugar high all day. <laughs> well, he's Running gonna need the it. Nike bland. I'm, I'm he's, definitely gonna need it. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna need it with everything that's happening. Now, uh, Willow unfortunately is in Canada, and we were not able to make it up to Canada to throw our swag across the border. We were gifted, courtesy of Vintage Italia, the brand new. You've seen them on store aisles, candy pop and cookie pop popcorn. And um, I, I sent some to Dee and to Sarah. I know and I've seen stuff like that at the grocery store. Yesterday I looked and I couldn't find anything uh, of that sort. I even went to the local 7-Eleven to find something and couldn't couldn't find the candy pop anywhere um i did however find uh cucumber lays chips <laughs> what wait cucumber, uh, cucumber, cucumber not, flavored lays chips i'm not sure how people? i feel about cucumber <laughs> it's cucumber cucumber yeah that's funny mm. well it's um, cereal yeah Ooh. we need to find that out and and I meant to do that this morning, but I'm out of milk. <laughs> so what's in our bowl this morning is cookie and candy pop. And Debarty and I are going to start by doing a live blind taste test of the Sour Patch Kids candy pop popcorn. So let's <laughs> let's tear this open, D. She's I'm so excited. So excited about this! I really hate Sour Patch Kids. And, All things sour, I'm not a fan. And, and Sarah, Sarah, you can uh, start Ew. opening one of your packages. Um, Why does it smell like that? <laughs> first, we have M and M's, Nutter Butter, and Snickers. You're right. <laughs> oh, you're you're right, D. Oh, that does not smell good at all. So. Aww. I'm going to put a few in the bowl. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Look at the, so, it's got, like, <laughs> well, here, here, D let's, let's put, put this up here. Yeah. It's oh, got sour. Yeah. All right. You got to get at least two or three pieces for a good taste test. Not one. You got to <sighs> put, you, you got to get a good one here. I'm a single kernel popcorn eater at a time. So, well, <laughs> not this morning. Okay. All right, ready? Give me all full screen. I'm not doing it on full screen. <laughs> what, no, I, we want to see your reaction. Come on, D. Come on, D. D. Do it. Do it. Willow, you can correct that in a minute. <laughs> Go and do right. it. I'll leave. Ready? Full screen if you can. One, 
Two, three. I got hooray. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Oh. Yep. Live vomit on the air. It, 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 ex exactly how I, <laughs> how I thought that was going to go. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. No, no, no. We need to get Johnny's whole <laughs> look in there. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, no. So after the initial horrible taste, it gets really sweet. First they're sour, then they're sweet. Yeah, then it's they're horrible. Just disgusting. <laughs> it's horrible. But then it becomes Oh, good. you're right. It does have a sweet taste at the end. Kind of tastes what? like cereal and popcorn. I don't like it. Oh, it's like a horror movie. It horrifies you, but then there's usually a happy ending. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Saved at the end. Uh, now I don't know how maybe. I feel about this. I know how I feel. <laughs> I'm thankful. <laughs> oh, so D. D. Me and James are lucky that we don't have to suffer through this. <laughs> So I also got Butterfinger and Nutter Butter and Oreo. And what did you get, Sarah? What are you going to try um, this morning? I have Nutter Butter Snickers, M&M's, and Twix. Well, which one do you want to break open? Well, I already opened the Snickers, but I can open anything. What do you, you want me to open this one? Well, well it's up to you. I'm going to I'm gonna also try the Nutter Butter. All right, let's Let's try the... Oh. Well, if you and... guys are doing that, then I'm going to do the Oreo. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Cleanse your palate. Yes, please. I dislike that very, very much. Do you want me to will it cereal with this? If you have milk, yes. I, I do. I can't believe you made me do that. Mmm. Nutter butter is really good. Look at all the little Oreos in there. Okay. And I love popcorn. And I love all different flavors of popcorn. No, I've never, never had popcorn and milk before. This is weird. All right. Let's let's <laughs> do this with Sarah. Will. Wait, wait. Now, before you do this. So, um, will it cereal. Where did, where did that go? Oh, I took it off. Will it cereal with Sarah Jenkins. This is cookie pop, nutter butter, popcorn. Okay, before she tries that, this is really strange. <laughs> this is like cookies and cream ice cream is what it tastes like. It's good. I love it. All right, Sarah. No, it will not no. cereal. Popcorn does not cereal. <laughs> popcorn, let me repeat. Popcorn does not cereal. I would think it would disintegrate, right? Yeah, it's like mush. It's like, it's <laughs> like what I imagine would taste like after it's yeah it's not no not well tastes like the consistency it's not good but we're putting this away if we're done and see but this nutter butter popcorn is amazing yes do not let that deter you from this no it's fantastic just do not add this to <laughs> your popcorn you ruin you ruin the the purism of the popcorn and do you like the cookies and cream? The the Oreo? It's or it tastes like cookies and cream. Yeah, it's really good. So, James, while you're in the States, this is something you need to look for and take home. 
I also got Butterfinger. I'll try that later on. But uh, we want to thank I got Butterfinger too. I like. Yeah. That. I'm gonna try the Snickers. Hang on. Go ahead. Let's see. I'm scared to try the Butterfinger. It says it has peanut butter in it. <laughs> it's very good. I have a peanut allergy. <laughs> That's why you I don't have that. peanut butter. <laughs> do you have your EpiPen near I you? Do. I do. Fighting <laughs> live television, but I don't think that we want to go there. No, no, no. Yeah, that's not up to us to have someone die on our show. No, <laughs> no you're right. Um, <clears throat> thank you to Vintage Italia for sending us a huge crate. And um, I'm sure that we will enjoy these over the next couple of days. You know what? Oh, for the Super Bowl par party tomorrow, this would be great to have little bowls of the candy pop or cookie pop so those of you who are preparing your super bowl party go out to kroger Publix, or uh you know whatever your local grocery store is buy some cookie candy pop and um you know what here's what here's this would be fun d so take the rest of the sour patch kids popcorn and put it out with all of the rest of them but don't tell anybody <laughs> what i'm gonna do okay. i'm not <laughs> look we, we're not super bowl people we're gonna be watching the rest of you because that came out friday yesterday right or Thursday, that's whatever. funny that's funny we watched the first two episodes now we gotta watch the rest this weekend <laughs> well we're i'm not a super bowl person either james so, sad to say that's why the only sports attire i have is a Griswold Christmas vacation hockey sweater and my Cleveland Indians hat. I do love the Cleveland Indians. That's because it's where I'm from. But everybody else is going to be watching the, the football game, and I'll probably have a stack of comic books in the corner. And up here in Canada, we celebrate our own little thing called uh, the Grey Cup. Now later on. <laughs> well, now Willow, I I talked to a friend of mine who's a uh, an audio producer in Toronto, and he said the American Super Bowl is huge up there. It's depending on who you're talking to. Like I don't, I don't even know who's playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> My dog won't eat the Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Well, she you know, you know, that's a bad sign for any food that a dog won't eat. It <laughs> probably means it's not fit for human she consumption like... either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is time for viewer comments. This is where you, the audience, get to uh, share your comments with us. And uh, we've got uh, Molly Daniels saying, Good morning. Good morning, Molly. And the serial connection. Crack of dawn. Yes, it is. Thank you for being with us, serial connection. We've got Jonathan Martin Ives, who was a previous guest. He's uh, watching this morning. Go, Johnny. Go, go. Eli T. Cash is in the audience, says, hey, guys. And speaking about you doing your blind taste test, D. Eli says she's just so excited. It's spelled <laughs> exited, but I know what you meant. That she's and, exiting after the Sour Patch experience. Yeah, yeah. 
And the Serial Connection asks, what cereal was that? I think addressing you, James, it's Fruit Loops with root beer, and it works. Definitely works. Love that. You know what would be even better? A Fruit Loops root beer float. So blend the the Fruit Loops with ice cream and make a root beer float with it. That could work. I like Sarah's that. like, I'll be back in a couple of hours. I'm going to run down to the milkshake shop. And uh, Eli T. Cash says, everyone blasting the snot out of each other in the 90s. I don't know what that means, Eli. I need context. Context is king. With Nerf guns and water pistols. Oh, he said, Serial <laughs> Connection says, oh, no, not sugar puffs, James Scott. Love sugar puffs. <laughs> Um, and, and Dave Mattingly says, can't get enough of that sugar crisp. It's got the crunch with punch. <laughs> that was how sugar bear talked. You remember? Well, hello there. Time for some sugar crisp. D is like, there's innuendo all over that. <laughs> I'm not going there. D nope. got us in trouble last week. <laughs> big, big trouble. Innuendos were flowing all over our YouTube channel, James. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I, I was watching. I didn't think it was it was that bad. It was the comments later on on uh, the okay. YouTube channel that uh, yeah. the prime time special. Yeah, and, and, and Sarah was so offended by the viewer comments, I thought she was going to quit the show. Um, I almost did, no. Uh, and then there's me completely oblivious to the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, Serial like, connections. You think that they would have did a screenshot and sent it to me, but no, they decided to delete the comment before I even got a chance to read it. (laughs) Yeah, look, you snooze, you lose. (laughs) He who hesitates is lost. Uh, Serial Connection says, I'm going to do that now. I think talking about Fruit Loops and Root Beer. If it makes you feel better, I didn't know anything about it until John texted me and was like, hey. And I was, I had my kid at the doctor when he was like, hey. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh dear Lord. <laughs> what have I done? Dave Mattingly says, similar to Candy Pop, I like the Cocoa Puffs popcorn. And um, yeah, the uh, Cereal Connection says the Fruity Pebbles one is phenomenal. Um, now, Cereal Connection is being a little bit of a smart aleck. It can't be a blind taste test if you're looking at it. It's blind in as much as we had never tasted it before. It had never been opened. It was live and authentic. Authenticity. They want us to blindfold ourselves next time, John. That should be a thing on the show. You know what? I think I think you're right. I think you're right. That that would be great. What do you and do? Molly Daniel says, I'm with James. I prefer my cereal dry. I don't think you prefer it dry, do you, James? It's just that that's the circumstance that you're in this morning. No, no. Uh, Fruit Loops, I will happily dry. Um, okay. But most other cereals, I, I'll, I'll just have with milk. All right. All right. Just Excellent. the Fruit Loops. <laughs> and Dave Mattingly says, 
eat your cereal from a Super Bowl. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, oh, it, but Molly Daniels said she's not going to watch the Super Bowl because she doesn't get the mo- four main local channels. Is it on the local? No, it's not. What what network is it on, James? CBS? Uh, I think this year's CBS, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Okay, Dave, I did not say... I, that was not me that said blindfolded. That was not me. Put put that comment. <laughs> Dave Mattingly says last week had too much innuendo, and D wants everyone blindfolded now. He did not say that. No, that was that was the uh, that was the brunette brunette super freak Sarah <laughs> Jenkins. Hey, you know. <laughs> uh, Javier Diaz. JD says, you can stream it, Molly. We have this thing called the internet, LOL. Not the internet? What? So, he's talking about the Super Bowl. Um, Not streaming something else, you dirty-minded heathens. (laughs) Um, But uh, I was just, LOL. What does LOL stand for? Does everyone Laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. Lots of love. Oh, lots of love. Now, when I was a kid, we would say, ha ha. Laugh out loud is an abbreviation to save time. Ha ha. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Only old people text ha ha now. Hey, uh, James Cooper says, hi, Dad, and wants all the cereal to try, please. Awesome. That's my suitcase filled going home then. <laughs> That's Cheers, fantastic. Buddy. That's fantastic. Well, we'll get to some more uh, viewer comments in a little bit. But now it is time for one of our favorite sections, segments. New Loot. And this week, New Loot is brought to you by Galaxy Press and the Writers of the Future, Volume 38. And we all got a copy. Even even Willow got a digital copy. Willow, did you uh, get the email with the digital copy? Yes, I did. Okay. So this is the Writers of the Future Anthology, Volume 38. 38 from uh, Galaxy Press. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. And uh, I don't know which one of it, which one of you did not realize L. Ron Hubbard's pedigree in science fiction. Who was that? Now I knew. I think D was the one that questioned L. Ron Hubbard's. Uh, uh, I asked about it. With, in the well. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was me that asked about it, but I knew he was a science fiction writer. L. Ron Hubbard, yes, is the guy who created Scientology, but he was also one of the most prolific science fiction authors of the mid 20th century. Um, he wrote more science fiction than any other author. Um, and um, he created this contest every year called the writers of the future. And uh, this is volume 38 where 
uh, writers submit submissions and they are judged and juried by outstanding professionals in the field. And then they get published in this anthology. And we all got a copy and uh, read it. And D, uh, what was your favorite story? Agatha's Monster, the very first one. And, and what was that about? Well, am I allowed to like? Yeah. Say the whole thing. Well, I mean, don't don't give any. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell us. Give us. I don't a know how to. <laughs> I don't know how to without like. Okay. Uh, without spoilers. Well, it's hard to spoil a book, even if you tell the plot. Um, you, you really don't get. You know, you you really don't well, get look, it spoiled I'm... until you read it. Okay, let me just say this. Okay, so it's a it's a family of monster hunters, and uh, one of the children has a pet monster, Agatha, obviously, Agatha's monster, um, that she keeps in her room, and you know, you have a family of monster hunters, so it they all are just like, if they found out, then they would be so angry because that's what they do. And they're like, well-known and everything. And there's a surprise twist at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but well, I mean, it's... it's... The, the, the monster gets loose and and creates a dilemma. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. 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 And then like, I was so sad and then not so sad. So just go read it. Cause it was really, really, I was like, oh, just in this little short story, there were so many emotions going through me. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. But then maybe not. And then like, okay. I the love end. that. <laughs> Listen, that's what a good story should do, right, Sarah? It should take you on that roller coaster of emotion. I love that. Uh, so, Sarah, uh, did you have a, a story that you read that you were particularly fond of? No, I just got this Thursday evening, so I haven't had a time chance to look at it yet. But oh, I'm you're supposed to lie. Well, no, but I want to. <laughs> I want to. Call, I don't lie. I want to call out that. Frank Herbert has a bonus short story in this, which yeah. would be reason enough to pick this up because, as we all know, he is the author of the Dune series. So um, that's awesome. Good to know. Yeah, and the artwork. I love that they included these uh, pieces of artwork. Well, this is Agatha's monster. Yeah, let's hold, keep that held up there, Dee. We're going to pull that up so people can see that. Tilt it just a little bit. There you go. Yeah, that's a big monster. Oh, yeah. You kept that hidden away? No. <laughs> that's what I no, look like in the morning before coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is me. True story. Well, there's there's all of this beautiful artwork in the front um, that are illustrations for each of the stories. And some of the pieces may look familiar because they have been published um, individually online. So you may have seen them if you're into science fiction and whatnot. And there's the cover artwork. Uh, great, great anthology. And Sarah and Willow. Willow, did you get to read any of uh, the digital copies? I will, uh, I will try to access it again. Uh, I, I don't know. My email is kind of blocking some 
That's okay. Bit, so. I, you know what? I've got two extra copies. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Um, if you would like to get a copy of Writers of the Future, we're going to give one away this morning uh, at the end of the show. Um, whenever you make a comment, put hashtag future, hashtag future, and we will do a drawing for everyone who um, who uh, puts that in. And I'm going to bring up the giveaway tool. Where and is it's, it? It's really exciting. I'm really excited that you're giving this away because I actually sat in the car rider line and read this hmm. while I was waiting on my kids. I mean, read some of it and then read more of it the next day while I was waiting. So I love that it's short stories and it's really well written. I love that. Cause I mean, there's there's some that's like, you want to be a writer, <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah. If you're into science fiction, this is a fantastic anthology, and like, and I understood said, it. Well, unlike Star Wars, like I understood this, I was excited. <laughs> I I love that. Well, what I love about it is it's all short stories, so it's. Something you can read in the car line waiting for the kids. Um, it's something that you can sit down and, you know, read a complete story from beginning to end in 20 minutes. And uh, I love that. And um, my favorite story was the, um, the uh, magic book of accidental city destruction. It was a lot of fun. Uh, kind of like uh, uh, Harry Potter meets... Um, city of ember gone wrong well i'm totally keeping this book in my car so that that's where it's gonna live <laughs> i love it i love it so for anyone who wants to uh, win a copy uh just put hashtag future in the comments like tracy wilkes just did how's the trip going james hashtag future so uh you, when did you fly over james from scotland uh so I flew over Wednesday. Um, I was pretty much awake for 24 hours um, by the time I landed in Vegas. So that was fun. Um, but Tracy is actually our Major League Baseball um, host. Um, she's out in England, um, which is just south of Scotland. You know, there's a border and stuff. And um, Tracy's awesome. Tracy's joining our team this year. So um, we're looking forward to having her. Um, she's a big Mets fan. Big Mets. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and you're, you're not, uh, the, the jet lag hasn't hit yet, has it? So this is the weird thing. Like when I come here, I don't get jet lag. When I go home, I'm floored for about three days. So it's weird coming out here. I'm absolutely fine. As long as I go to bed at like local time, kind of 10 PM or something, and then I wake up about six, like I did today. So, not not so bad coming here, but going home, I know I'm gonna get like hit with a ton of bricks. Excited to be here. Exactly. Like I've got mm, and all the food. fat and sugar. All the root beer and fruit. Like. <laughs> I've I've got Super Bowl tomorrow, and then next weekend I'm up in Salt Lake City for for the NBA All Star Weekend. So, like I'm just gonna be everywhere and then i get to see family as well which is really important so i'm getting to see a lot of family at my parents house just now so 
Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, I'm actually in my dad's office and it's like a, a shrine to baseball. Um, I've got his 2020 uh, Dodgers poster behind me from when they won the World Series and I'm just surrounded by so much memorabilia. It's unbelievable. I, I even have my, because I'm an A's fan, I've even got my Tony LaRusso um, bobblehead um, all here. So, no, it's it's been a, it's, it's only the start of the trip. Um, so I, I still have, I'm here for two weeks. So it's. Uh, oh, wow. It's, now, whose uh, yeah. tailgate party are you taking part in? Um, whichever one or has more beer. <laughs> I'm Scottish, so yeah, yeah. Whichever one has more beer. Are you a fan of tenants? Sorry? Do you like tenants? Um, no, not really. <laughs> we have I it. Ask. But I had to it's, ask. It's, 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 yeah, it's, over here. I'm actually I'm more of a, a light drinker, so it's more like Bud Light and that kind of thing. Um, although we mentioned Bud Light so many times on our NFL show that they should really sponsor us. Please. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> we talk about them for some reason all the Hashtag time. Hashtag sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, we're so excited to have you here, James, because we are going to talk this week in the rec room about a classic Saturday morning cartoon, Tom and Jerry. And this is part of our Saturday mornings 101 series because, James, we discovered a few weeks ago that D, although she's a co-host of the show, she does not have the depth of history and knowledge and enthusiasm for some of the Saturday morning properties and IPs that Johnny does. And so we decided we're going to educate D along with the audience and make her passionate about these properties so that she wants to go sit down with her kids and, and watch them. And so when we were talking, Dee said, Oh, I love Tom and Jerry. <laughs> and I said, well, that'll be one of the first ones. So we're going to talk about Tom and Jerry. And I set an assignment to Sarah and Willow to uh, share facts about Tom and Jerry that you may not know. And Sarah, why don't you lead us off on this one? All right. So Tom and Jerry and their creators um, were William Hanna and Joseph Barbera. And um, but did you know that you pretty much owe your childhood to these guys? That's right. They've not only created the infamous animation series, but also formed the studio that gave us Yogi Bear, Top Cat, Scooby-Doo, the Smurfs, the Flintstones, and many, many others. Wow. Excellent. Did you know that, D-Barty? No, I did not. That is awesome. The more you know, and knowing is half the battle. Willow? The cartoon debuted in the 40s. Tom and Jerry debuted on February 10th, 1940. Its first episode was titled Puss Get the... Puss Get the... Oh my God, I, I can't read today. Puss Gets the Boot. And was created by makers William Hanna and Joseph Barbera. Ever since then... There has been a total of 164 shorts till uh, 2014. The first episode was the longest. Oh. Awesome. Oh. Awesome. Sarah? All right. Well, John, back in 1975, Tom and Jerry actually became friends. 
proper friends. In a special series, we saw them travel the world, competing in sports, solving mysteries, and enjoying some good old-fashioned bromance. Luckily, it didn't last. <laughs> Just reading what's on the thing, guys. Willow? <laughs> they took to their own lives. Well, sorry. They took their own lives in the end. That's kind of harsh. Bit of a sad one, folks. In the final episode of Tom and Jerry, produced by Hanna-Barbera Cartoons, the two came to a very sad, uh, bad end when they both uh, take their own lives on a train track. What? That's brutal. Wait. <laughs> okay. So I got to interject here. There's, they, they, yeah, they, they both decide to just lay down on the train track, get run over by the train, and then you see... They're ghosts coming out and they're standing at the pearly gates in heaven. Yeah. Oh, I that think was... I saw that one. I am glad I Why? didn't see that one. <laughs> so that is insane. Are you kidding me? So funny story now. When when you watch it today, uh, if you look it up on YouTube or if you get it on any of the DVD or Blu-ray releases, they have edited it. So it actually ends with them just sitting down dejected on the train tracks. You don't actually see them get run over and die anymore. And suddenly I'm realizing why a lot of parents were a little outraged when <laughs> both of these cartoons wow. being so violent. And... Wow. <laughs> Sarah, what's next? Man, all right. I don't know. I'm going to need a minute of recovery from that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the title of the animation series, Tom and Jerry, originated from an 1823 book titled The Life in London or the Adventures of Jerry Hawthorne and his elegant friend, Corinthian Tom. That is something I did not know. Hmm. That is fantastic. Corinthian Tom. You know what? I, I, I want to nickname Corinthian. That's a great nickname. We can call you Corinthian. Corinthian John. Eh, maybe not. Yeah. Um, D, uh, Willow, what's the next one? Tom and Jerry and the Spike and Tyke spinoff. Did you know that Tom and Jerry had their own spinoff series made in the 1950s? The Spike and Tyke cartoons featured the adventures of the well-known bulldog and his son. However, it ran for only two episodes because the studio closed. Oh. What? I seem to remember. Is there a Mandela effect? Because I swear that was like many episodes. I well, thought so, so too. Maybe well, it was. Willow's having a lot of Mandela effect things <laughs> happening to her yeah. recently. Um, well, here's why. Because Spike and Tyke did appear in a lot of the shorts. Um, but this was their own show. The Spike and Tyke show. That only lasted two episodes. So there is a lot of material, but their actual show only lasted those two episodes. James, did okay, you know that? Maybe, that, maybe that's what we're... I didn't know, know that. Are we taking you down a trip down memory lane right now? Sort of, because like my my brother's like eight years younger than me. And in the early 90s, he got... <clears throat> this was like our first box set, by the way. And it was a, a double case of vhs tapes and it was like 50 episodes of, of tom and jerry and to be honest by this point i'm like 12 13 whatever and um i, I probably watched them more than he did 
funny, funny stuff. Um, Sarah, what's next? All right, we'll get ready for this one because Tom and Jerry actually have a cocktail named after them. D, are you ready for this? Yeah, where where is this at? <laughs> it is a traditional Christmas cocktail in the USA named a Tom and Jerry. It was made from eggnog and rum. The cocktail was invented by the author of the book Life in London, Pierce Egan. Well, there you go. <clears throat> we know what D is going to be serving for. I don't. I, I love eggnog, but I don't like traditional eggnog where you have liquor in it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. I guess because I love eggnog so much. But I don't like liquor in my coffee either. Apparently, I only like it in cereal. That's true. Willow? MGM asked the, the creators to discontinue the cartoon. Among the amazing facts about Tom and Jerry, the cartoon was first, uh, first work collaboration between Hanna-Barbera and Hannah. Oh. Hannah and Barbara, who worked for MGM. The studio asked them to discontinue, thinking the concept was too common, but when it became a huge success, winning an Oscar nomination in 1941, they allowed the creators to continue. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Sarah? Okay, well, get this. There's a prequel. Did y'all know there's a prequel? No. <laughs> well, there is. In the 90s, Tom and Jerry were reinvented, much like a lot of their other kids' shows. Mm -hmm. uh, the new Tom and Jerry series acted as sort of a prequel series and focused on the duo's early years. Aww. Yeah, I remember Tom that Tom and one. Jerry kids. It's yes. a baby Tom and Jerry. And this was a trend in the early 90s. We had Muppet Babies. We had uh, Tiny Toons and uh, Baby Looney Toons. And we had the Scooby-Doo kids and... Um, the Flintstone kids and Tom and Jerry kids. So there you go. Willow, do we have another fact that we yes. might not know? Tom and Jerry and Czechoslovakia, where my husband's grandparents came from. You yeah. think that Tom and Jerry is an American as cartoon yeah, as a cartoon can get, but for a brief period in the 1960s, the animated series were actually made in Czechoslovakia. The 13 Czech episodes had a very different tone than the original with harder edge violence and strange atmosphere. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing those images. These were directed by uh, a guy named Deech. And um, he admitted that he was not a fan of Tom and Jerry to begin with. But he took the assignment and he fell in love with the absurdity of the duo but they are considered among the worst of the Tom and Jerry cartoons um, because they, instead of, uh, you know, focusing on at home adventures, they went to exotic locales and the animation style was very different. So we went from basically from this to this. And even as a kid, it was super noticeable to me. It was very, you know, very stilted animation and there were all of the voices were just like, ah, 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 ah. it was yeah. it was horrible. <laughs> yeah it was not good do we have any other facts you may not know uh sarah well i think that one of the interesting ones is that they have won 13 or that one but they have been given 13 oscar nominations yeah oh 
Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Well, Debartee has to go. She's got a basketball game. It's the last one. It's the tournament game. Last tournament. Well, hope they win. Thank so you. we'll we'll say farewell to you. We'll finish out the rest of the show without you. I'm Tears. Sorry. I'm sorry. Make sure you follow Debartee at Debartee Photo and uh like her on all of the socials. That's all, all I'm gonna time. say. Okay. Yeah. We'll Bye see you later, guys. D. Mwah. Nice to meet Love you in you. person, James. Nice to meet you. Hi, D. <clears throat> now, do we have any other facts that we may not know? Or uh, is that all of them? There's like there two. are a few, yeah. Um, okay, so Tom and Jerry aren't their real household names. Uh, Before we're oh, sorry. No, no, I, I, I'm excited about this one. <laughs> okay. Before receiving the names of Tom and Jerry, the duo had rather different personas. In their first appearance in 1940, Tom called Jasper, and while Jerry was nameless in the cartoon itself, he was referred to as Jinx by the animators. Yeah. Yeah, Jasper and Jinx. That actually would work very well as like a title. Jasper. Yeah, yeah. What else we got, Sarah? Well, in order to name the characters, there was a studio-wide competition to come up with permanent names for the cat and mouse. Humble animator John Carr came up with the names Tom and Jerry, which won him the competition and, get this, 50 whole dollars. Woohoo! Wow. 50 whole dollars. <laughs> Willow? Yep. Uh, okay, so... Going back a, a few steps, uh, Joseph uh, Joseph Barbera began his career with the original Tom and Jerry. Joseph Barbera began his animation career working on the original Tom and Jerry for ba Van Buren Studios in 1932. He joined MGM in 1937, where he met colleague William Hanna. It's amazing. So it all started with Tom and Jerry. What and Hanna Barbera went on to, as, as we've already shared, create some of the seminal animated properties of all time, with Scooby Doo, the Flintstones, and and more. Um, Sarah, do we have any more? No, that was it. That all was right, all the facts. Well, so I'm going to add in a few details here. So the original Hanna Barbera cartoons were illustrated and directed by Tex Avery. And this is the Tex Avery art that I'm throwing up there. Um, and uh, my favorite, my favorite Tom and Jerry cartoons were the Tex Avery cartoons. And just the classic animation style that we all remember. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the characters in the Tex Avery era was Mammy Two Shoes. And you only ever saw her from the waist down. And, uh, you know, in the 1991 <clears throat> VHS uh, reissue, they replaced her with a, a different, uh, with, with a white blonde woman. And I think there's a picture of her legs. And uh, they, they, they eventually they restored Mammy Two-Shoes back, but they took away the uh, colloquialisms. But in the early 2000s, Whoopi Goldberg, of all people, encouraged them to restore Mammy Two-Shoes to her original form to honor the contributions of African-Americans in 
Hollywood. And so they did. So now when you see the shorts, you see Mammy Two Shoes in her original form. And, and all of those episodes in the special editions have a commentary by Whoopi Goldberg explaining how important she was, even though she appears as a racial stereotype, it provides context for the times and, and she gives that context of why it was so important. So little, uh, little known fact there. Um, and then we had the Deech era, which was horrible. And then Chuck Jones took over the animation. And you'll notice, again, a little bit different stylization. In particular, Jerry was given kind of more of a sweet face, almost feminine face, and um, reminiscent of Porky Pig. Mm -hmm. That's the one I remember. That one yeah. looks really familiar. Yeah. Um, the Tom, the Chuck Jones uh, series were, were really popular. And of course, they started in movie theaters, right? 1940 is when they aired, uh, starting as shorts before movies. They did not go to TV until 1965, 25 years before they actually landed on TV on Saturday morning. And they were, uh, they were only on from 65 to 67, and they disappeared again until 1975 with the Tom and Jerry show. And this is the show that I remember from my childhood on Saturday mornings. Mm -hmm. And um, this ran from 75 to, I want to say 78, maybe. And then in 1980... The 1980 cartoon series launched the Tom and Jerry comedy show. And this is where the uh, the woman was replaced, replaced Mammy Two Shoes and, um, you know, had a very different, more of an 80s style animation. And then is that what I would have watched. Probably, probably. This was on from yeah. 1980 to, I think, 85. Oh, I was little. Yeah. And, of course, everyone's seen Tom and Jerry in reruns. But then in the 90s, as we mentioned, Tom and Jerry Kids. 1991, the first theat full-length theatrical release with Tom and Jerry the movie. And um, I got to admit, I've never seen this movie. But you'll notice... a classic Tex Avery character is in the background with Droopy Dog. Oh, yep. Droopy Dog was not originally part of the Tom and Jerry universe, but when they were repackaged for television in 1965, they added the Tex Avery Droopy shorts to, to the Tom and Jerry uh, hmm. block. And then in 2001, we had this movie, Tom and Jerry in the theaters, and I went and saw it in the theaters. It came out the week, it was the first movie to hit theaters after theaters started opening up after, you know, pandemic shutdowns. Did any of you see this movie yet? No. So it is a live action Tom and Jerry with 
Tom and Jerry being animated in traditional 2D animation amongst the live action. Basically, it is um, it is a remake of Dunstan Checks In. Oh, okay. Okay. The, the movie with Jason Alexander and the orangutan. But <laughs> they've replaced the orangutan with Tom and Jerry. And I, I will tell you that the Tom and Jerry segments were fantastic. What ruined this movie was the, the people, the live action human story. It didn't matter. Nobody cared. So, yeah, it was a good movie. It made me happy, but uh, they needed to get rid of the. It starred Michael Pena and uh, Zoe. Um, oh, what's her last name? Not Kravitz, but. Chanel? Uh, no, the other one. There's three of them. Um, it'll come to me in a minute. But um, all in all, look at all these movies that they've made. Most of these are direct to video, with the exception of Tom and Jerry the movie, and then Tom and Jerry last uh, in 2021. And James, I'll bet that some of these you had on VHS. Yeah, I would imagine. I probably did. And we, like I said, growing up, Tom and Jerry was because um, I think because they were short as well. Like yeah. some of the cartoons you get now, like they're kind of like thirty minutes long and stuff. So Tom and Jerry was always a big thing for me. Yeah, they were two to yeah. two to five minutes. And um, this is the one that I am dying to see: Tom and Jerry's Spy Quest. I had no idea this existed until I started doing research for this episode. This is a Johnny Quest team up with Tom and Jerry. This is a must have for me because I am obsessed with Johnny Quest. Now, it's a shame that D left early because this is the Tom and Jerry her kids watch. Hmm. This is the Tom and Jerry show that's currently on and it uses that very flat CGI generated 2D animation. I've not seen this. I don't know if I could bring myself to watch this, to be honest with you. I hate that style of animation. Anybody else? Anybody else with me? Yep. I'm, I'm looking at all of these pictures, and I feel like I watched a much older version of Tom and Jerry growing up, and I'm not sure where I got that. I, I'm the same way. Like, I definitely, like, uh, definitely got, like, uh, watched it from, like, uh, this my, in my parents' uh, my parents' uh, point of view, kind of like from like the the sixties style. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe even early, like even the earlier uh, cartoons too. Well, so I, the images that I'm showing on air for the audience, this is um, uh, I forget what the episode was called, but this is where Tom is a Texas cowboy, and he actually sings with a uh, plays guitar and sings. If you're ever down in Texas, look me up. Um, great, great episode. And then Zoot Suit Tom, um, he sings in this as well. Uh, and I believe his musical voice was voiced by um, Cab Calloway, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then my favorite episode of all time was um, 
the two musketeers with baby mouse uh, i forget baby mouse's name but he would appear throughout the series and i just remember in two musketeers he would always say on god on god on god to say and you know tom and jerry never spoke they 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 never had speaking voices except when they were in pain <laughs> tom would oh wow you know howl and you know um there is one episode where there's a news re- news report and um it, it it's basically telling false information and uh <laughs> Tom looks at the camera and says, don't you believe it? (laughs) So uh, anyway, that's uh, Tom and Jerry. Any thoughts on Tom and Jerry from our panel? Um, I love these cartoons, but yeah, definitely going to stay away from uh, seeing the one where they off themselves in a very horrific way. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was one of the original Tex Avery Hanna Barbera episodes. It was the last in that series. Um, we have some viewer comments, so let's take a look here. The Serial Connection says, "I need a cereal that comes with a Ziploc bag bag pouch." Hashtag future. Yes. <laughs> Would the cereal companies talk to anybody at Ziploc, please? Yes. I had to get off that soapbox because D and uh, some of our other co-hosts got sick of me mentioning it every week. But James, you remember that's, that's my, my cause celeb. <laughs> Tracy Wilk says, I'm the same, James. I don't get jet lag traveling West coming home. I'm dead for days. Hashtag future. And Tracy Wilk says, that's the right and only answer. Most beer always wins. Without a doubt. <laughs> and Tracy also adds, love the original Tom and Jerry. The reboot sucks. So I'm guessing, Tracy, that you are talking about the um, the the modern reboot that I was talking about with this flat CG animation. I just, I cannot imagine that this is good. Is, but that, I, is that what they call cell shading? Or is that something I, totally different? No, this isn't. This isn't used cells. So oh, okay. what cells are were the plastic film that they actually literally painted on. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And um, th- this is just straight up CGI computer graphic uh, animation. I, you know what? I'll watch it before I pass final judgment. But I didn't even know that this existed until this episode, and. Um, my my pet peeve about animation now is um, very much the Adult Swim stuff. I, I know I know a lot of you are gonna hate me for this, but I, I can't do the newer animation nowadays. It, it to me it just looks lazy. Oh, <laughs> well we'll we'll need to have a conversation about that on another episode. <laughs> All right, so um, JD says, Uncle Pecos. That's my favorite episode of Tom and Jerry ever. 
I do a great Uncle Pecos impersonation as well. Well, next time you're on the show, JD, we're going to let you do that. And Tracy Wilkes says, my favorite Tom and Jerry is the one where he makes the zoot suit. And um, Serial Connection says, Spike was my boy, but nobody is naming their dog Tyke. That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> and Dave Mattingly adds, since Tom chases Jerry all the time, you'd think there'd be a chaser named after them. <laughs> the Tom and Jerry chaser. Well, There's still time. Yeah. There's still yeah. time. Get off, people. <laughs> That's right. What's that, James? Sorry. I was... Uh, <clears throat> time zones asleep and lack of power apparently and because i've got one of those big charger things that goes into the plug and because it's heavy i didn't realize like it was hanging out so it wasn't actually plugged in so suddenly Oops. i was losing power and i was like oh no <laughs> molly daniel says she's not seen the movie either but jd says it is on hbo max and he streamed it on hbo max no, JD, it's not Zoe Saldana either. It's the fourth Zoe. She was in. Uh, she she played. Um, she played Hit Girl in the Kickass movies, and oh. she was. Um, she was in uh, what Shadow in the Clouds. What a great movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> Serial Connection says the orangutan in Dunstan Checks In was a better actor than people. That was such a fun movie. If you've never seen Dunstan Checks In, check it out. Super fun, super fun movie. And Dave Mattingly is laughing at the Fast and the Furry, which is their takeoff on Fast and the Furious. And he asks Tom and Jerry as Willy Wonka. Yes, that was one of the movies. Let's let's bring that back up so uh, people can see some of these movies that uh, they did. So you got um, Blast Off to Mars. You've got Fast and Fury. You've Her got... name was in Zoe. It's Chloe. Oh, That's God. what I said, Chloe. You said Zoe. You said Zoe. Chloe, Chloe, what? What is her last name? Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, there we go. That, that's her. Yep, that's that's who I meant. <laughs> yep, yep. And JD says rimshot. And he, yes, Chloe Moretz played Hit Girl. LOL. Yeah, you're welcome. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, they look, I, I mean, they did a Tom and Jerry Willy Wonka and Robin Hood, Nutcracker. Um, what's the other one there? I can't. Sherlock Holmes. I had no idea these movies existed until this week. And now this is all I want to do is sit down and watch Tom and Jerry direct-to-DVD movies. There's probably a reason for that. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you. So... This is this is another thing that that became the like the the standard for a long time. And we lost James. Sorry, James. Hopefully you can come back. Um, the the standard, you know, in the early 90s, Scooby-Doo went direct to video um, with all of their movies, which are great for the most part. Um, 
and there's 51 all, of those. All of the oh, Land Before God. Time movies. Yeah, and and um, the bat. Yeah, the Land Before Time. They they've got a whole like 12, um, wow. all direct video. Um, you didn't know that. I did not know that. There was like a weird like the, it, they had the one, and then like it was like. 10 years later they started releasing one after another uh, all the sequels well I feel because like i've missed something important because like, the scooby-doo movies <laughs> the scooby-doo movies were such a big hit as direct yeah. to video releases that other studios caught on to this and um that's when the land before time direct to video movies started coming out and um the DC animated universe, especially with Batman, did the same thing. Mm -hmm. We get Batman movie after Batman movie direct to, to video, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with. Um, I love uh, with with animation. I Movies, I want to see in the theater. But cartoons, there's something about sitting in front of the TV to watch an animated movie or an animated show. For me, makes it a little bit more special. Mm -hmm. Unless it's Disney Pixar or something like that, you know? I want to see those in the theater. Yeah, I was really disappointed that Turning Red was not released in the theater. That should have been a theatrical release. Hmm. Was it not? No. It was direct to Disney+. Plus. Have you guys seen Turning Red? I haven't. No. I've heard about it, but I haven't seen uh, it. A, a lot of people were mad at how... It, at a certain subject it's, a, it's not and even addressed yeah. it's not even a part I mean it's like it's mentioned I this, anyway people will find something to nitpick about every single movie that comes out and blow it up into something giant so yes yes they will um, they need to do this is from JD they need to do the last Robin Animated. Oh, the last Robin from Batman animated movie. And the serial connection says, I love the DC animated movies. They're better than most of the DC live action ones. Absolutely. Yep. That is the truth. And serial connection also says turning red is awesome. It was great. Um, I like to think that turning red takes place in the same universe as the Incredibles. Oh, and that, and that we could have an Incredibles red crossover. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. And JD says, I've seen Turning Red. And Molly Daniel says, I want to see Red. It was great. It was great. Um, and Molly Daniel says, she only has three or four land before time. She loves Littlefoot. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, and JD uh, reiterates what I said. Scooby-Doo is a big culprit for the direct-to-DVD animated movies or direct-to-video. Yeah. Um, but you know what? If they're good, they're good. I don't care what format they're in. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, around that time, I think it was like Disney that started the, doing the uh, direct-to-video stuff. And then I don't know what, what actually bond it like started at all but then everybody it, all the studios started doing the direct 
directed. Well, there was a whole slew of Barbie movies that came out direct to VHS and, and DVD for like years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My daughter was obsessed with those. We, I, I think we watched the Barbie Nutcracker 9,000 times. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt started her career in a Barbie workout video. <laughs> a Barbie yeah. workout video. Workout video. Yeah. James's power is back. He's back. Yay! Yay! <laughs> all, all I could hear was like, eh, e, e, yeah, yep. And then my camera went off, and it all just oh. went. That's the so. final segment of the show where we we talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the final segment of the show is this week? It is our giveaway. So I am going to share my giveaway screen. You should see that. And we've only got three entries. That can't be right. What? But we're going to click draw. And we'll see who wins the writers of the future. It is our super serial boxer, Dave Mattingly. He is the winner. So, Dave, I will get this to you. I will connect to you on the back end, and we will uh, get that to you. Congratulations, Dave. And thank you, everybody else who participated in the giveaway. Um, Writers of the future, Dave, you're going to love You're going to love this. This is a perfect fit for Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you to Galaxy Press for sponsoring this episode. So, James, tell everyone a little bit about Across the Pond Sports Network before we leave so that they can follow, find and support you. What do they get when they tune in to the Across the Pond Sports Network podcast? Uh Oh, is James frozen again? James. Hello, James. Yeah, he is. Come back to us. Come back. Come back. Don't go. Do not go into the light, please. Oh no, James is frozen. He's catatonic. Let's let's do a screenshot right now of this. Boom. Oh, and he's gone. He connection. They must be having internet connect. Well, I will speak on his behalf. He, the Across the Pond uh, Sports Network is a video and audio podcast very much like what we do. They have very they have a lot of different shows just like the Serial Box Network has um, on different sports uh, it's not genres in sports. Cate- categories? What do you, what do you call sports types? It's not Anyway, they talk a lot about it, about a lot of different sports. <laughs> what is yeah. that? Now you've got me all like, wait, wait, what? What categories? Is- yeah, that doesn't sound game? right either. No. Wow. I don't know. We love sports here at back at the cereal box. We're big sports fans on this show. Sports ball. <laughs> Go sports. <laughs> 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 the, listen, the only sport that I ever got into really was pro wrestling. That was part of my Saturday morning experience. And um, it's like a soap opera for superheroes, really, because that's what pro wrestling characters are for the most part. 
If the Winnipeg Blue Bombers or the Winnipeg Jets aren't playing, I don't watch. <laughs> so anyway, the, the Across the Pond Sports Network, they, they cover American sports in the United Kingdom. In Scotland, and they have ho- they have co-hosts here in the U.S. and they get together over streaming, and they discuss the weekend sports from a European perspective versus an American perspective. So it's a different twist. You get to it would be kind of like you know Willow if you and I sat down and talked about sports from a Canadian perspective versus an American perspective, Where which is never going to happen. Actually football over there. <laughs> yes. With, yeah. Yes. Other, other than it's handball in the U S don't get mad at me. NFL fans. <laughs> Just saying it's technically football. Our, our, our yeah. football went from being like um, rugby to being called football. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. all football, so I, you know, I love, I love it all. I, I do enjoy sports. I don't watch it as much as I used to, but I do enjoy it. My my son is obsessed. If I could get him to be a broadcaster on our <laughs> network, he he would be great. Um, but uh, anyway, um, that's our show. What? We oh, went okay. way over time, but. It was- <laughs> It was worth it to but take that deep dive. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Yes. We've got a ton. Still more comments are coming in. And you guys keep uh, keep keep the comments coming. Continue to comment on Facebook or YouTube after the show is in replay. That helps us. And uh, the Serial Connection says, no, the show is over. No. <laughs> It is, it is true. And uh, we, we've gone way over time, but, and we only really, we took a deep dive into Tom and Jerry, but there's so much more. And I hope that our, our audience watching or listening, they uh, go seek out some of these other versions of Tom and Jerry and fall in love with them all over again. Willow. Oh, do a 24 hour show. First of all, a marathon. Oh man! Do you? I think really... we could pretty much do it with all, uh, all of our hosts. Well, but... we could do a whole thing. We should plan this. Well, our Comment multiverse fundraiser pretty much is like. <laughs> yeah, we just did the multiverse fundraiser, which was eight hours for three days. So um, we could do twenty-four hours, no problem. We should do a twenty-four hour. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'll tell you. A... <laughs> You yeah. know what? I'll tell you what. We should make it a like a, a telethon. Here's the stretch. Well, we Ty- can do a that. telethon type show. I'll, I'll make this deal with everybody. If we hit five thousand, no, I'm gonna have to bump it up because we're at, we're at four thousand right now. No, you know what? We'll we'll make it five thousand. If we hit five thousand likes followers on Facebook or 2000 subscribers on YouTube, we will do a 24 hour live stream telethon show. And we'll invite all of our past guests to join us and new friends like the serial connection. They can come do it with us. 
and um, we will have live entertainment will, and everything. I will even bring coffee and words on for a segment <laughs> if you would like me to, John. We can do. Oh, we will definitely awesome. make that happen. But that that's the deal we're going to make with the audience. If you want to see us do a 24-hour marathon, go tell all your friends and family, two, 300 of your closest friends and family, to like the show or subscribe on YouTube, Facebook. Share and, it uh, around. If we get to 5,000 right. on Facebook, 2,000 on YouTube, we'll do a 24-hour show. And speaking of support, if you like our show, the banner's been running down below. You can contribute to buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. If you hate the show, contribute even more generously so that we can make improvements just for you at buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. Maybe we can upgrade our internet connectivity so that we don't lose our guests like we did James this morning. I'm just saying, you guys can make that happen. You can join our super cereal box super friends that uh, sponsor this show every week and make it possible to do the show without me going into massive debt. <laughs> Eli Cash, Cindy Kepps, Sharice Collins, Dave Matt Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, and Crystal and R Greg Jones. So you guys. Uh, consider becoming a contributor. That would be a lot of fun. And make sure you follow everyone who is on the show. Author Sarah Jenkins. She does Coffee and Words. Um, she's co-host of another podcast. What is the other one that you co-host? Two Broadcasters. Okay. And is it Two Broads Broadcasting? It's two Broads. Is that <laughs> and we talk about some real... We, we are basically... It's raw. It's honest. It's a raw, honest look at the human experience. And we talk about everything. We get salty. So it's a good show. Oh, all right. <laughs> and of course, she is the author of Every Beaten Path. So pick that up. And um, you will love it, love it, love it. And uh, Willow, you're on social media as Willow Skyler. People can find you on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and oh. everywhere. Everywhere. And, yep. and if, if you want to get uh, real every week, at least once a week, Willow is taking on some social <laughs> injustice. And this week... It was taking on. It, it was taking on the body shaming dude, dude, dude bros who like to think that uh, women of a certain size is unattractive, but yet have a tendency to come up to me in my in my DMs and tell me what a lovely yeah certain part of my body is. <laughs> so yeah, you can see my video on that that I posted up yesterday. So, uh, yeah, check that out. That's fantastic. And, of course, go get yourself some candy pop for your Super Bowl party. Uh, we want to thank Vintage Italia for sending us those packets this week. Tasty, tasty fun. Yes, thank you, Sarah. That's awesome. Well, guys, gals, that's it for this week. I appreciate both of you and Dee and James for being here. And thank you to everyone watching. Continue to like, comment, share, 
subscribe, whatever platform. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Bye. <laughs>